Hey everyone, I'm Zach. And I'm Tim. And this is Mental Break, where two average guys get together to talk about how we take time to rest, recharge, and give ourselves a break so we can face the next day. It's been a rough few years, and we want you to know, wherever you are and whoever you are, that you, yes you, are worthy of love and care. This is our personal journey in self-care. Please, be aware we aren't mental health professionals and will never claim to have all the answers. Our goal is to share our experience and help you find your mental break. If you are currently experiencing a mental health crisis, we encourage you to reach out to a crisis line. In the U.S. and Canada, you can text HOME to 741741 or call 1-800-662-HELP. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. How do you unwind from the stress of the day? Call us day or night, 24-7 at 213-375-4795 and leave us a message. Now, sit back, get comfy, and let's take a mental break. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Mental Break. Uh, This episode topic is going to be called Ride. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me is... Tim, welcome. Um, so, Tim, what is a mental break? Well, a mental break is where you push pause on your busy, stressful life and you do something for yourself um, to disconnect and recharge. Um, it can be as simple as just um, taking a literal coffee break or going for a short walk, um, other topics we've discussed in the past. But it's just a place to give yourself permission to recharge so you can face all of the things that you have to do. Hmm. And on this show, we talk about ways that we found to take a mental break. Um, and we hope to hear uh, ways that you do as well. And we can all help each other live better, take more mental breaks. That's kind of our show. Cool. Um, we just did two of those already today together. Drink coffee and a little walk. Um, but with every episode, we like to start with our recharge har- highlights. Highlights, highlights, um, which is what we've done since we last spoke uh, on the podcast about how we've taken mental breaks. Uh, so I will start off because I have a lot of questions for you on yours. So we're going to try to power through mine and get rid of yours. Take your time. Um, so we uh, had another session of D&D. Uh, sadly, our two-year campaign is coming to a close sometime soon. Oh, bittersweet. Yeah, bittersweet. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But we had another session. Um, it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, the people that started D&D with me used to be coworkers, and a handful of them no longer work there anymore. So it's always kind of a good time to catch up with old friends. Um, and then also just see how trashed your old friends can get. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, one of our coworkers brought these. Uh, they're called ciders. They're apple ciders, but they um, they're pretty strong. And he brought like twelve of them and drank nine of them, and so he slept it off in the couch for a little bit. Um, so, so, so you have three strong ciders. If I need it, is what I'm hearing. I think there might be one left. Okay. Um, but then uh, besides that, I also got a new motorcycle seat. Topic of the week is rides, so we're not going to get into that all that much. But I that will we'll circle back to that uh, here in a little bit. Um, we also ripped out fencing on the property. You and I ripped out an entire driveway worth of T posts and wiring. Um, and then the next set off that I had, me and my coworker came and ripped out an entire arena. 
and another line of fencing. Um, kind of just to open up the property a little bit more and kind of redesign it the way that we want, not the way that it was designed before. It's like those farm sims <clears throat> I'm seeing on Nintendo, but in real life. Yeah, see? It's like, uh, it's, but I, well, I'll figure out a point system and then you can like level up and stuff. Cool. Then it'll be more fun. Um, I want to punch trees to collect wood. You can punch trees. You could. I mean, then maybe a little tiny twig would fall off. You could try. Um, the some of them are rotted. Maybe you'd punch it over. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, tune back in after the break to find out if Tim broke his hand or that's the most likely outcome. Or uh, yeah. Uh, also with that, uh, we've been working out there, and I've been borrowing a tractor, and I finally, for the first time ever, mowed all the fields uh, that we have on our property. And across one of the driveways was like the mass exodus of field mice. Oh my. So uh, with that, the house came with one um, barn cat. So I went down to the Humane Society and picked up two more. Amount of acreage, you need more than one one cat. Yeah. So that'd be a very busy cat. Yes. Um, So the weird thing is, is we don't know how old that house cat or that barn cat is because it was here when the previous owner bought the house. So she's an old kitty. She's an old lady, I can tell. Um, so we have a now seventh-month-old kitten and a two-year-old barn cat. Are you going to name them? Uh, one's named Smokey, the white one, and then the other one's called Shadow. Nice. So Very popular black cat name. Yeah. And my son named him. So. Gotcha. Um, I named Smokey because it, like it has like a little smoky whisper on her eyes. Yeah. But... Uh, my son wanted to go with Shadow. I wanted to do Capone for Al Capone, but he didn't like that. He didn't get the reference yet, so I think someday he'll be really bummed that we didn't do that. But could have gone Salt and Pepper. Could I? Oh, we could have done Salt and Pepper. My dad has dogs named Salt and Pepper. Nice. So, um, so we could have done that, but we didn't, and we went with Smokey and Shadow. Um, so they're still in their uh, acclimating. Yeah, I was gonna channel. say incubation, but that's not the right word. Yeah, acclimation period. Uh, Humane Society was really cool. We went down there, and all cats older than five months old were free. Wow. Um, extra cats to give away. Yeah. So I wish I would have known that when we went. I probably would have got a couple more, but I really don't have space inside there for more. I probably could fit one, maybe two more, but it's okay. We're starting off with two more. We'll, we might acquire some more barn cats in the future, but before we do that, we'll probably get some goats, um, and that's what... You and I focus on ripping out some of the fencing for was to make way for goats. So now it's the fence posts are gone. Now they need to go back in, but I got to get them first. So that's kind of a little sneak peek into the future of Tim's misery. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that. Um, barn cats are hard to get apparently at the Humane Society. Why is that? Um, well, we showed up, and then me and my son sat there for I would have thought three hours. They're like feral cats to be the ones they really want to try to get rid of. I mean, they want to get rid of them, but they're only $10 compared to like 180 for a normal cat. Mm. But like to get them in our crates to leave mm-hmm. was like the longest, most grueling process of my life, and I was losing my mind. But luckily, there were cats, so we just walked around the cat cages for three hours with my son to keep him occupied. <laughs> but... They just took forever to get cats. I I, I don't know. It, it was weird. Cat paperwork? Well, no, it took me five minutes to fill out the paperwork, and I was already pre-approved online. It was like literally I just 
they're like, all right, we need the kennels. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went and got them and brought them back in. And I was like, so are you going to go get the cats? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. And I was like, okay. Hour and a half later. So uh, about those cats. Yeah, they just went to lunch. They'll be back in an hour. What the hell? <laughs> like, cats? There's nobody I, I else think, that can go get a freaking cat? I think you're experiencing the joy of volunteer labor. Yeah. So um, that was cool. But other than that, I haven't done a whole lot. Um, I've done a lot of working. So Lots I'm of working. Glad you had those little breaks. So what about you? Well, um, speaking of cats, um, our kids had a birthday recently. And one of the things uh, my son wanted to do was go to a cat cafe, um, which we did. And we've been there before several years ago, back when I did Adventure Time Tuesdays. Um, I think it's new ownership. And sadly, they are closing in November. No. Yeah. What are they doing with all the cats? Um, Throw well, them to the streets. No, they, they put them up for it. The whole point of it is that you go in and you, well, first of all, for those who don't know what a cat cafe is, you go in and there's two options. You can either just um, order a coffee and a scone or whatever and look in the windows to the cat room, just like watch them play. Mm-hmm. Or for an added fee, you can go in for a half hour to an hour and kind of play with the cats. That's cool. And all of the cats are up for adoption. Hmm. So local shelters will bring new cats, and I'm just assuming they'll stop bringing new cats gotcha. by November is what will happen. So they'll all find homes probably. Um, but, yeah, we got to um, go in, and um, there was about, I don't know, four to six other people in the room. Mm-hmm. About a room as big as what we're sitting in right now, like a large living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, like, cat trees and tons of... Um, you know, the sticks with the toys on the end. Yeah, little cat And toys. some of the cats were, it was, it was very interesting seeing all the different attitudes. Like some cats slept the whole time we were there. Um, and they don't have to be out in this um, common area, by the way. There's a area that in the it's back just for them. that they, they can retreat to. So they did kind of want to be out a little bit, um, but they there was two cats that slept the whole time. Hmm. And one of them I pet a little bit, and she or he was fine with being petted, but didn't really want to get up and move around. Then there was one that was super active and was like, Made my son laugh because he was jumping in the air like three feet after this, you know, thing on the end mm-hmm. of the stick. So did you adopt him? Um, my wife wanted to, for real. Why and didn't I'm, you? Because we have a mean cat mm. that does not like other mean girls. Yeah. Mm. Also, this cat came with a partner. We couldn't adopt just it. He had, what? When it came to the shelter, it was kind of paired with another cat, like separating would cause trauma. So they had to go together. Oh, kind of like my two cats now. Yeah, you're. Cats are definitely bonded now because they've yeah. gone through the traumatic experience of moving. Yes. It, cats don't like cars usually. Well, and they also rode on the outside, so that wasn't probably any better. Mm. Oh, your pickup bed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they have that uh, shared experience to bond over, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, my, my kids had a great time. Um, we went to an arcade. Uh, we went to Dave and Buster's, which is... I've never been there before. Don't ever go. I know how you don't like to spend money, and they... Yeah, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults, right? Yeah, there's a bar and restaurant in the center, and then there are arcade machines all around. Um, but they do this annoying point system. You have to buy a card, first of all, or you can use an they app. style. But even if you use the app, they do an activation fee, which is dumb. So you're spending $3 before you even play a single game. And then every machine has, like, points so like for 15 dollars, i think you could buy i don't remember um 750 points let's Mm -hmm. say and like 
an average game would be 7.5 points. And that really irritated me at the 0.5. Like, just make it a round number. Yeah. So you don't, it's intentional, so you don't know exactly how much you're spending each play. The other thing that annoyed me is just old man yelling at clouds moment. Like, I've kind of aged out of modern arcades. Like yeah. A lot of them are like Flappy Bird or like iPad games, like blown up on a big screen. Yeah. And a lot They're of... They're not pinball and yeah, well, old retro cabinets. I don't mind that. Like, there was a couple games that I wanted to play that was like an elevator action that was kind of like a, a shooter. Where you mm. jump, like, things are popping out of elevator yeah. you're shooting at. I did play um, Luigi's Mansion, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but you have that. But I don't have, like, the giant vacuum cleaning, cleaner attachment that I point at the screen and suck up ghosts. That's kind of cool. It was cool. Um, we also played a um, multiplayer Pac-Man that's different than the one you see everywhere. Mm. It's like eight-player. It's even more weird insane like it's a lot giant it's a lot like that tournament one you see everywhere now where you're one person's a pink pac-man one's a yellow yeah but eight people um all at once yeah um so Jesus. we only had four but we still had the giant map and yeah it was a little bit different so that was kind of cool um but we played that for a while my son had a great time racking up points and he got a gummy pizza with his tickets and <laughs> <laughs> you know see like you said it was basically chuck e cheese but it was a good time that's cool um, played some games at home. Nice. Um, I finished um, Blackwell Legacy, which is a point-and-click adventure. Kind of an older one, but it's from the guy who made Unavowed, mm. which is the developer we talked to at PAX. And um, he does a lot of urban fantasy, so think like New York setting, um, and then there's ghosts or demons. That's cool. And so, yeah. The ending of this one was kind of shocking, honestly. Um, the main character does something that's... He becomes a demon? No, uh, no, definitely at the very least gray morally, um, but it was it was pretty cool. What oh. I like about the Blackwell series is each game, there's like four of them, are about two to four hours in length. So oh, nice. Like they're like almost like a telltale length. They're great. For, they work on their Steam Deck. I can play them in two to four sittings. That's uh, cool. Short sittings. I like games I can play in short settings. Um, the other game I'm, I was playing right now on um, Game Pass is called Tinykin. It's a uh, platformer where you jump around an environment. Um, you are like say mouse size Mm -hmm. in a human environment and you find these things called tinykin which are very much like pikmin which you can do different things with Um, is this the one you sent me a photo of where you're like in a bedroom or something or like in a probably and you're like have like little tiny things following you around yep yeah so it's more fun for me than pikmin because it's more dynamic like with pikmin you're almost like stopping and strategizing or you pikmin go here and then you do this this one, you're just running around and looking at stuff and like doing things on the fly. And That's it's cool. Much more action oriented. Really liking it. I highly recommend it if you have Game Pass, at least check it out. Another Game Pass game I'm playing. Um, I've really been having the craving to play a AAA game, and there's none coming out. So I'm going back um, to a Assassin's Creed that I never played all the way through. Why didn't you play Red Dead Redemption? I've tried, man. It's controls. I know. It's that's all it is is the controls. Like. Maybe someday on PC, I'll, I'll see if I can remap the I don't think you can. I don't like the control scheme. Yeah. I just really don't. I like everything else. Yeah. It's it's kind of frustrating. Well, that's not true. Some of the menu stuff is just weird. Not just the controls, but like yeah, how you find, find things. How find things. Like once I'm out in the environment, just on my horse, that's yeah. cool. I might try it again. I have it. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah. Um, We're just enjoying Assassin's Creed. I am enjoying Assassin's Creed. I just... um. A lot of these, the last three games, um, I can't remember the name of the Egyptian one, and Valhalla, and this one, Odyssey, you start in a small area like an island, and you level up to level five, and then it lets you out in the big world. Yeah. So I just got to that point, and, which unlocks ships, 
So I've been having fun like running around um, and ramming ships. And oh, that's cool. You have a bunch of sailors you can command, and I got like a pre-order bonus somehow of like a assassin. So I'm like my crew can mess up your crew pretty nice. Bad. Yeah, and it's fun. Um, it looks surprisingly well for as old as it is. Um, yeah, it's pretty old. It's like eight maybe. I don't know if it's quite that old, but it does look pretty good still. Um, I definitely. From just coming off the of hollow last year, I definitely see where the progression of these kind of games are. There's sort of a light role playing game mm-hmm. element where you level up your different yeah. abilities. And anyway, having fun with that. That's I do, cool. I do recommend it if you're in that kind of thing. Um, and definitely check out Tiny Kid. That's what I've been doing to have a mental break. Sweet. Um, should we take our own little break and come back and talk about today's topic? Every day we face challenges. But behind any obstacle can be a fresh start. Hope has given us the strength to move forward. It's that spirit that's carried us throughout the highs and the lows. Our dreams were never put on hold. It's why we've continued to hustle. To finally plan that epic road trip. The one we've held in our hearts for all these years decide our next adventure in life to save someone else's through it all we've discovered what really matters and we've become closer than ever before our next chapter might start with small steps we've waited patiently to explore or the familiar ones that take us home we'll roam on its limitless landscapes and hug every bend the road will always lead us back to exactly where we are supposed to be we may dream of the destination but the real reward is the journey United we will ride. All right, and we're back after that commercial break. Um, so this topic is all about ride. So things we ride, and I think we should take it back to the beginning of when you learned to ride something. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a bike, and when I was growing up, I, we lived on a fairly busy street, and my parents didn't want me to have a bike. And at one point, I actually um, bought one at a garage sale for ten bucks. Nice. And I hid it in our um, like our shed in the backyard. Yeah. And I successfully had it for a month before my parents found it, and took it away. But yeah, it's all about the freedom of expanding your distance on foot. Like when you're a kid, that freedom to like go to the store and get some candy, or, yeah, or just go with your friends and bike around. It's about freedom. Yeah. So that was my first, and actually my early twenties too. I had a bike that I used a lot. Mm. What about you? Um, so, yeah, like you, I kind of started out on a bike, but uh, where I grew up, it was kind of in the poorer part of the town that we live in and very sketchy and very busy roads, kind of like you. Um, and we quickly transitioned from 
just riding my bike my, by myself to having some good friends around in different parts of different complexes. Um, and we got scooters. So we did like the Razor scooters, like the original uh, ones. And like you said, it's kind of just getting that freedom mm-hmm. to go further. Um, there was a Hollywood video where a blockbuster down like 12 blocks. And like we weren't allowed to walk there, but we could walk around a few blocks and we could get down there and look to see what games they had and back within our walking distance in about the same amount of time on our scooters so that nobody would ever see that we went too far. Side note, we're going to have to have an episode about gaming pretty soon, I feel like. Yeah. So, um, so scooters were a big thing and then learning how to do them no handed downhills and so you did tricks. Yeah. I never really did that. I had a, um, in my twenties when I bought my own bike, when I didn't have to worry about what my parents thought anymore. Yeah. I bought a, um, like a kind of a hybrid mountain bike. Okay. And I did learn how to like make it hop like yeah. small obstacles. And that was mm-hmm. always fun. Probably the most like dangerous, if you want to call it that thing I ever did was take it to, um, the ski slope. Oh, really? And take the, um, what do you call the tram thing? Yeah, the, the little, lift. Yeah, the lift all the lift way up. Lift up the top and then ride it down. That was pretty hairy. That's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. Yep, you can um, when the snow's not there. That's and cool. It's, yeah, it's it, it's as dangerous as you want to make it. Yeah. You, you control how fast you're going and how much stuff you're hopping over. But I got kind of good at hopping things that were about 18 inches or less. Nice. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So. As long as you have some speed. Yeah. So we went from scooters then over to skateboards, which became my passion until I was in my early 20s. Um, and that was more of not the freedom to get up and go, but more of just the freedom to express yourself. You could make anything a challenge. You can make anything a place to find your personality on the board from grinding random street corners to going down to the local skate park and trying in the bowls or whatever. And so I spent a lot of my childhood just doing that. Um, I would say you grind a uh, reel. I used to be able to not anymore. So, um, but I always enjoyed just the freedom of like you do a push and then you just ride it for a little bit. And, you know, if you get onto a hill, you can ride it down and, just the process of just the sway. I think like a viral TikTok about a year ago that I'm sure everybody has seen by now kind of sums up that feeling. There's a guy and it's sunset and um, he's on his skateboard and he's got a big container of juice and he's just vibing out. Yeah. I know you've seen that one. I'm sure I have. Yeah. yeah. It's just that freedom. Like you're, you're just doing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're moving. I think movement's a big part of it. Yeah. So, um, that was my next major ride. And then the skate park, obviously just kind of, you had one you kept going to, uh, well, I grew up kind of around where we live. So it was the battleground skate park. Uh, the skate park that was down near where I grew up was just filled with drug dealers and prostitutes and gangs. So it's always kind of disheartening to see in public spaces where they put those, um, Metal brackets, so you, mm-hmm. so you can't grind on steps yeah. and stuff. It's yeah, just, I don't know, not friendly. No, so, well, um, that's what I kind of did. Um, was there anything else that you, as a early 
No, I didn't have a scooter or a, I, I just never took to skateboarding. Yeah. I wasn't good at it. Yeah. So it was by a bike. Okay. When I could. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of where I found my solitude was uh, on the skateboard. Just listening to the wheels clack and the, the vibrations underneath your feet and stuff. I really grew to, uh, appreciate. I so. can kind of tell it was, um, yeah. important to you. Yeah. I got the whole fucking, uh, six of them there. I got seventh one on the ground and we're uh, recording in your workout space, which yeah. has, he has a bunch of decks mm-hmm. uh, mounted on the wall. Yep. Some of them I've used, some of them I haven't, some of them are just sentimental places and too nice to use. And so, um, I think another cool thing with that counterculture, I guess you'd call it at the time is, uh, it was really popular in the early two thousands was the do tour came to Portland. And so I always made that a point to go, you could bring your own skateboard deck and you could skateboard through the Rose quarters and there was professional BMX skateboard, um, motocross. They even brought in artificial snow and had like, uh, uh, what was that one kid who went to the Olympics? Sean, Sean White? White. Yeah, they had Sean White there, and he did the skateboard competitions, and he sponsored the snowboard competition there. Um, and for the first six years of it there, I was always the first one through the door. I would show up at the Rose Quarter at like 2 o'clock in the morning, sleep in a trash bag like a homeless person, wait till people would get behind me in line, throw the trash bag away, and then wait for the gates to open. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so that's kind of where I started, and then I took a break from 21 to 32, so... That's quite a break. Yeah. But you just recently got... Um, talk about your ride and my ride first. We'll go with yours first, because you got it first. So I still have my bike, um, the one that I went craning down the ski slope in, but it's a bit old. Um, the gear shifts are a little cranky. It, it works, but I don't really use it much. Um, yeah. I've actually thought of selling it just because I don't use it at all. Um, but when we were in some cities, we rented some scooters, and I really liked to get around that way, and it was fun. It was fun in Seattle when we did it. It was. Um, I mean, we skated to a cemetery of all yeah. places. Or not skated, but scooted. Yeah. Scooted sounds funny. I like skated better. Anyway, um, I liked that, and I did it several cities, Virginia Beach, um, Seattle, and I saw one online for here, pretty cheap, and so I picked it up. Um, turns out it's probably not, it's a bit underpowered for my weight, but it's still, I can still go to 15 to 17 miles per hour on it. I just can't do any hills. Yeah. Um, but I've really been enjoying that. Um, are we going to talk about where I go you now? Or? Um, I mean, yeah. Let's just introduce our rides for the Yeah, we're going to introduce our rides. Okay, so yeah, I've got an electric scooter. Okay. Um, so I have uh, just recently, actually this summer, um, Due to gas pricing, I've been wanting one forever, but my wife has said no. I just picked up a 2005 Harley-Davidson Sportster 883 Low uh, for my first street bike. Um, And it all just came around to just gas prices are astronomical. I was spending close to 500 roughly a month on gas and had a coworker that was selling his motorcycle and... Ended up getting it. I did the motorcycle. Uh, Washington State, they require that you do uh, kind of like your driver's license. So you go and you have to test for your permit. And then once you get your permit, you're allowed to ride on the road, but with no passengers and not supposed to ride at nighttime. Um, And then after that, you have 180 days to apply for your license and you have to go take another test. Uh, So I've done the permit so far. 
Uh, now we're coming up to our shitty weather, so I'm probably going to have to... You get one extension, um, which basically gives you an entire year from when you got your permit. You're supposed to get your license within 180 days, and you can extend it for another 180. So basically get you one calendar year. Um, so I'll be doing that here in a little bit because I'm not going to ride it in the rain. So I'm glad to hear that. So yeah, that's what I have for my ride. And then we just kind of have some... like. Topics or like well, bullet went, points to hit. Yeah, you went on a ride recently. And you yeah, talk about that. I'll talk about mine first briefly. Um, downtown Vancouver, it, I will sometimes throw my scooter in the trunk, and after work, I just grab it and go on a little ride. Um, places I like to go are the waterfront. Um, there's a nice amount of pavement there. There's also a fort. Um, mm-hmm. We have one of the oldest forts in the nation. Um, it's fun to pal around there. Um, so basically, any sidewalk I can go on. Um, or the street, but it's kind of weird. Like each situation, like it makes sense to be on the street versus the mm-hmm. sidewalk. I'm on the sidewalk. I have to really slow down. Yeah. Um, and another area is called officers row. Um, it's where they used to have, um, actual officers houses and it's just pretty, a lot of open field, a lot um, of military barrack type stuff. Yeah. But when you're thinking barrack, these are prettier than what most people are probably imagining as barracks. Yes. It's a very glamorized. Yes. Well, it's mil- officers yeah. barracks, first yeah. of all. That's why. Exactly. Not just the enlisted plebs. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, there's several areas around downtown, which are fun. I haven't taken it to downtown Portland yet because. Oh, why would you want to do that? Exactly. The crime. Yeah. Um, Homeless guy would come up and bum rush you and take your scooter from you. I tried to take it to a couple parks, but a lot of times when I get there, I realize that the pavement kind of ends and it becomes gravel. So I'm back to hike mode. Okay. But yeah, it's been fun to have. Um, I'll be in the same situation when it starts raining. It's going to be, I'll probably fold it up and put it in the garage for a while. Yeah. Um, So we just did uh, my first long ride. I've been riding to and from work and then just around town. But uh, me and a coworker of mine met up in a little town um, and took a ride from basically from where we live up to this place called Swift Reservoir. It's, you go all the way through the forest and then up towards uh, Mount St. Helens-ish, towards the bottom of it. And then we dropped down to Carson to a brewery that you and I have been to a few times. Um, the hell is that? Not Doomsday. It's uh starts with a B. Yeah, I don't backwards. Know. Yeah, backwards brewing. Um, so that was fun. Um and it was just cool to be out there and in the wilderness because when you're riding through these, it's two lanes. You're going across, you know, bridges that run rivers run underneath, and you can stop up before the bridge and get out and look at the rivers. Um and then you ride across and you just you know, above water and you can hear it rushing below you and, you know, they are loud bikes, but you can still get a sense of nature unlike a car. Like you're breathing the mountain air in and. Yeah, I sorry to interrupt, but I, I think that's what makes this topic different than just driving in a car. Yeah. There's not a shell around you. There's not. So you're you're, you're, you're free. Your, you're in your environment. more. Yeah, you're definitely in the environment. You're feeling the dew, the early morning dew, you know, just kind of accumulate on you or on your jacket or even on your uh, front windshield on your bike, uh, your windscreen protector. That's what's really cool. It's transforming time that would be just transportation for you Yeah. into a mental break. Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, 
And then from there, we dropped down onto uh, Highway 14 and rode back, and we went over, <clears throat> over to uh, 5440 Brewing, as you used to work at, mm-hmm. and uh, had a couple beers there, and then came on back down through the back roads, through uh, Wood or Washougal, down to Battleground. I hear there's even another new brewery in Washougal. I don't know the name of it, though. I can look it up later. It is... It's one that we... No. Yes, it is. It's not Trapdoor. It's something else. Oh, another one opened up? Another one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, that's weird. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of nice thing about this is... I almost feel like we should have said that at the top. Like, that's why riding is so important. It's yeah. Like, it's that way to get a mental break. The movement, the freedom, the being in the environment, um, being outside of, like, your workplace. Yeah. Or your family life, and you're by yourself. Some alone time. Yeah. Some recharge time. Just you... The wind, the road, mm-hmm. the whatever, the smells. That's the nice thing. Going through a forest, like you don't really get that in a car. No. Like you can smell the pine. You smell different things in a car. Yeah, you smell different things. Sometimes like a, things you like don't a Starbucks smell. or something. Yeah, sometimes a good but, smell, sometimes not. Especially if you have kids. Yep. Um, so that's a nice thing. I feel like the freedom mm-hmm. of just being able to easily stop, like there's beautiful things that you can you pay attention as you go down the road especially through the mountains that don't have pull-offs but like a, yeah. a bike is so small profile that you same just need the, a tiny little curve same with the scooter yeah even more so if, if anything yeah just stop and look at whatever yep take a picture yep chain it up and have a sandwich yeah um and i just feel like the distance like the distance feels less but in some ways it's like it's more because it's recharging you as you go Mm -hmm. at least for me um and the nice thing about bikes and scooters is again along with the skateboards is like you can feel the road below you yeah i don't know how to verbalize it but there's definitely a difference in the type of relaxation if you were just like sitting on a couch with a book or a cup of coffee or something and then this where you're moving yeah it's relaxing but in a different way yeah so that's kind of like where I get mm-hmm. the mental break from this aspect. I think it's a great mental break, no matter what your vehicle is. If yeah. it's a bike, a motorcycle, a scooter. Yeah. I don't know. Um, unicycle. <laughs> I don't know what else, <laughs> what else is there. A Segway. Sure. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. A tricycle? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Um, or even, I mean, we could even break this up into jet skis. They're a mode of operation. Yeah. Um, you know, they're water instead of road, but, but they're still a ride. Kind of leads naturally into our question for the audience. Yeah. Um, what do you ride? Yep. That's a question for this week. So let us know on social media at mental break cast on Twitter. And, you know, you can always text or call us your answers over. Somebody leave us a voicemail. Somebody please, uh, leave us a voicemail at 213-375-4795. And we will play it on air or read the text message. You guys can text us over there as well. So uh, at the end of every episode, Tim, you give us a positive affirmation. Yes. Um, Hopefully this is valuable to some of you. Um, Affirmation is just a way to state your intent for the day, something you do in the beginning of the day typically, um, and maybe repeat it to yourself uh, once or twice throughout the day. Just kind of helps set your mindset. Um, I picked one that works for today's topic, but just in life in general. So I'm going to say it. Three times. Come what may, I will enjoy the ride. 
Come what may, I will enjoy the ride. Come what may, I will enjoy the ride. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope to hear back from you guys on this topic, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Take care.